Realize that your gift that you have every morning when you wake up, that you are breathing, that your heart is, is, is pumping that blood throughout your body, that your kidneys are functioning properly, that your gastrointestinal system is moving all that toxic waste out of you, as well as digesting the foods and monitoring your health through the gut bacteria. These are the gifts that were given to us. Welcome to the Health Quest Podcast, your guide to God's will for good health. Hello, my name is Dr. Sal, and I've been practicing surgery for well over 30 years. And my goal for each episode is that you'll be able to have your mind transformed to God's design for your good health, and hopefully change and affect the way you eat and the way you live. If you're new here, we release a new episode every week, and if you enjoy the content, would you please leave us a good review? It really helps our ratings and allows our show to reach more people which in turn can help them as far as regaining their health. We'd like to thank you so much for your support. And on today's episode, we're basically going to be answering questions that people have sent in through our webpage. So let's dive right into today's HealthQuest podcast. First question comes from Linda from Detroit. Dear Dr. Sal, uh, I've been having some issues with migraines and have lately have had trouble. I've been seeing a number of neurologists and unable to find a good source as to keeping it under control. I have been bedridden on two separate occasions. Could you please advise? Signed, Linda from Detroit. A number of podcasts ago, we did talk about migraine and its detriment in the, how it affects people. You said that you were down on a couple of uh, occasions where um, you were down for a number of days. The key to getting something like this, because what we're seeing today that we didn't see years ago, back in the 40s, we started using antidepressants to treat chronic pain issues. Now, the problem with antidepressants is over a long period of time, it does start to alter the concentration of the neurotransmitters. So in doing that, they could alter these neurotransmitters so that the antidepressants don't work that well anymore. With that, we've come up with new medications and neurologists have tried them. But what's happening now and what I believe to be happening is a rebound effect from all of these medications, whether they're antidepressants, pain medications, um, we talked about at one point having anti-seizure medications to try to help with reducing this. As, as we talked about in our previous podcast, there's, there's a neurologic disorder that's happening, and I believe that it's an imbalance in the way the neurotransmitters are being sent throughout the brain and throughout the nervous system. And it's causing a short-circuiting of the brain, which then alludes to the pain that's associated with it. Of course, there's the various stages of it, um, and there's associated symptoms like your auras, um, your blurred vision. You can have the one side that could be paralyzed or a change in sensitivity to one side. So there's a variety of different types. But when the pain gets to the point where you are bedridden for two, three days, or you're getting 15 headaches a month and makes you unable to get through your daily routines, 
this is how it starts to affect the quality of our lives. Now, my recommendations to not only you, but to a number of other patients is, is that you've got to develop a good relationship with your neurosurgeon. Um, there are things where you could do IV vitamin therapies and they could use medications too to help settle the, the migraine. Um, dihydroergotamine is being used. Uh, some of the uh, bigger universities like uh, University of Michigan, Henry Ford, and even Beaumont has a dihydroergotamine uh, treatment plan. It's a 72-hour plan, so you have to be admitted into the hospital where they give you dihydroergotamines to get that status migranosis, which means it's an intractable headache that just doesn't want to go away to get it to, to shut down. And of course, it's an IV therapy that's 72 hours. You have to have a neurologist that has hospital privileges that they can get you in right away as opposed to going through the ER and then hopefully getting one of the ER docs to do the IV therapy for you. You could wait 12, 13 hours before you're actually seen by an emergency room physician. That to me is uncalled for in today's modern world because if you have a good relationship with a neurologist, he should be able to get you in, admit you, get you up to the floor with orders and instructions as to what you need, and then get that started within a couple of hours. The neurologist should also have these available in their office settings, as well as uh, nerve blocks that have been very effective. There are certain surgical procedures. There's a gentleman down in Cleveland, Ohio, who's a plastic surgeon that actually discovered this by accident on doing forehead lifts and loosening the nerves that are that uh, derive the effects of the muscle and the sensation to that front part of your scalp and he opens up the foramens or the openings to these nerves and there's less tension on the nerve and it helps improve that so the objective is is you have to have a good relationship an open door policy with a neurologist such that if it gets out of control, now, of course, you have to have a plan, uh, reduce inflammation, uh, go on a ketogenic diet, stay on low carbs, because sugars is uh, like everything else. It basically fuels inflammation or the fire of inflammation, and inflammation can be irritating to the brain and to the neurologic tissue as well. Taking uh, supplements like magnesium, higher dosages of magnesium for preventative reasons, and have medications uh, now we have uh, the calcitonin-related um, uh, gene therapy, which is a peptide that you get a shot once a month just to prevent this from occurring. So, uh, so yes, it's the uh, calcitonin gene-related peptide, which is the shot that you, the, your neurologist should be able to give you. You should have some steroids at hand so that if it does break out, you can get on some steroids to reduce the inflammation. You could have um, some of the, uh, the amitriptyline that we were talking about in the podcast uh, that you could take as an abortive medication. So when you start feeling the migraine come on, you could take it and hopefully get it under control. Again, I think the most important aspect is the relationship that you have with a neurologist. And they have to be available to you or their clinic has to be available to do these IVs or these nerve blocks change your medications on the spot, um, develop the relationship so that even if on the weekends you need to go to the emergency room or to the hospital, that they have privileges to get you in, bypass all the 
baloney that takes place so that you can, so they can get you treated right away. I know that it's pretty debilitating and gets you in bed and you're not able to get up or eat or do anything. And so my apologies that you have this, but again, I think the best thing to do is to develop that relationship with your neurologist. Okay, so the next question, it was sent in from Karen from Houston, Texas. Dr. Sal, I want to lose 40 pounds, and I notice that a lot of my friends are now taking the Ozembek to lose the weight. I've tried everything else, and nothing seems to work. I would like to take the Ozembek, and I'd like to ask your opinion as to what you think of it. There's no thinking on this one, folks. This is basically a no-no, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, Ozembek is used as a medication to treat type 2 diabetes. And really, the true treatment to type 2 diabetes is to get off of all your carbs and all your sugars um, and start getting on an exercise program. That's the ultimate cure for it. We believe that, you know, we're, we're told all this or we create this idea that it's genetic and it's hereditary and it's all, you know, it's your hormones. That's not the case. It's the way we're eating. Now, the problem with Ozembek is that it is a synthetic form of a natural hormone that's produced in our intestinal lining called semiglutide. And semiglutide is like leptin that we talked about in our previous podcast. Leptin is the hormone that's secreted by the fat cells that tells our body that we've eaten enough, stop eating, we're full, we don't need to eat for another six hours or so. Semiglutide does the same thing. When we eat, the intestinal lining secretes it and it goes to the brain and it tells our hunger centers of the brain that we don't need to eat anymore. We're completely full. So Ozembek is basically a synthetically modified version of semiglutide. And as a result of that, this is where all the side effects come in. Because if you take the natural form of semiglutide, which you can get, you can get the natural form. Now, it's not FDA approved, and it can't be FDA approved because of the fact that it's a naturally occurring product, and naturally occurring products cannot be FDA approved, or you can't get a patent on it. Pharmaceutical companies modify the molecule. It's a modified version of semiglutide, and now they're saying, okay, this is what you use for diabetics, but now everybody's on it because they want to lose the weight. What does it do, and how does it react? It basically suppresses your appetite. A number of years ago, we had a number of appetite suppressants of which were taken off the market because of the complications. The only thing we have left is Adapex, and it works as a stimulant which curtails your appetite. Well, that's what semiglutide does. It increases your insulin levels, which then over time is going to create more insulin resistance. And so you're going to still be type 2 diabetic anyways or eventually get there faster. Um what semiglutide does is it decreases your appetite. But what do they tell you not to do? Well, don't eat greasy fried foods, which we talked about on one of our podcasts, because those are trans fats, which causes atherosclerosis, right? The healthy fats, even if you eat fat from a cow or animal fat or butter or milk fat, those are not bad for you. And Dr. Kumro back in the 50s proved that. So they're telling you not to eat fried foods, which we advocate to do that just to lose weight and for good overall cardiovascular health. 
Number two, they tell you not to eat sugary foods or drinks. Well, if that's the case, and you got rid of the, the bad fats and the sugary foods and the, and, and, the, and the carbohydrates like starchy vegetables like corn and, and, and potatoes, guess what? You're just going to lose weight naturally. The key is, is that how do you deal with the hunger pains? Folks, this is where you line up your will with God's will. Because by knowing that what you're doing is healthy for you, and this is what God wants for you, because good health comes at a price, and that is, is you can't eat that junk food. You know, the problem is, is that we're eating throughout the day, and we don't even know that we're eating that stuff. I heard, the, you know, the old line, oh, I eat like a bird. And we used to say, oh, yeah, 24 hours a day, and you're going to put on weight. Oh, I, I put on weight just looking at water. All right. Let's put you in an environment where that's all we feed you is water for 40 days, and we'll see if you don't lose weight. So the, the problem here is getting through the hunger issues, and what I try to tell everybody to do is when you get hungry, go take a walk, go do some push-ups, go do something to preoccupy your mind. On top of that, you're doing some exercise, which is actually beneficial to your body. So the idea that to take something like that, um, when you could take the natural, and there are alternative physicians out there that use the natural semi-glutide, but then again, the beauty of that is, is they know how to put you on other supplements that works with a semi-glutide, like resveratrol, certain B vitamins, like vitamin B6, and also taking some extra um, NMN, which is your nicotinamide mononucleotide, which helps improve the energy levels. Resveratrol is protective against breast cancer as well. And now what you've done is you've reduced your appetite naturally with the supplements, increasing metabolism using natural supplements. So that would be the way to go. What are the side effects of the Ozembek? Well, number one, it slows down uh, the gut as far as sending food. So now people are becoming constipated and they get impacted. So what do you have to do when you get impacted? Well, you're going to have to get some enemas or somebody's going to have to go up there with a finger, which I've done years ago uh, when I was in general surgery, especially these elderly people, because you got to pull that stuff out of there. It's so impacted. It's like a rock. They're like bricks trying to get that out of there. But more so than that, when it starts to slow it down, what ends up happening is that the more fecal material you hold on to for a longer period of time, the more toxins you're going to reabsorb and get back into the system. So doing that is not healthy. Some of the other side effects is that it affects the, the pancreas and the gallbladder. So a lot of these people end up having gallbladder and pancreatic, especially pancreatitis. And the reason being is because it's trying to stimulate your pancreas to put out more insulin to lower your blood sugar levels. And that's how we treat the so-called type 2 diabetes. But overall, the more insulin you start to secrete over time, that's going to eventually result in uh, insulin resistance, which is going to lead to type 2 diabetes anyways. There is an ongoing process right now with a lawsuit that they're trying to build up because the people that developed all these gastrointestinal type of um, side effects that they want to sue the company. But why even go there? And I, I told somebody they didn't need it. They went and they took it anyways. And now, oh, I want to sue them. Well, it was your fault for taking it because you're the one that finally makes that decision in the end to take it. Um, the other thing is, is the psychological impact that it has. It causes anxiety. It causes fear. And it's now starting to show that people become suicidal while on it. Why do you want, again, take something 
that just to lose some weight when all you got to do is do what bodybuilders do. We, we diet and we exercise like crazy to get rid of all that fat and maintain all that muscle mass. Now, you could say, well, yeah, but they take anabolic steroids. Okay, but they're still working hard. You could take all the anabolic steroids you want, but if you're going to eat garbage food, you're still going to look fat. And so you're not going to have those well-defined muscles by eating junk food. You have to diet and you have to exercise. And the best way to go is to learn how to do this because, again, when you face those challenges, remember what we talked about. It resets your whole neural network. And this is how the Holy Spirit works through us physiologically. I'm explaining it scientifically, how the Holy Spirit, you're facing your fears, you're facing your challenges, you're taking on the challenges, and you're doing everything in a disciplined fashion. Of course, we use the word discipline because that's God's D word and Satan's D word is distraction, constantly getting distracted. You're not even paying attention and you're putting food in your mouth. So if you start to become aware and you become cognizant and you become conscious of what you're doing and realize that you're doing it because you're taking care of the gift of life that God gave you, now you put yourself on the path to resetting your neural networks, creating new habits which are actually healthier for you than to go off and take some pharmaceutical drug because it's a drug. I don't care if you call it medicine. It's a drug. To lose weight, which should be something that should be natural for us, knowing that, first of all, you should have never gotten 40, 50 pounds overweight. You should have never gotten 120 pounds overweight. So you've got to take a look at saying, what am I doing here and what am I taking? Um, one of the other things I wanted to say, too, that um, it also uh, has a high incidence of thyroid tumors. So now you want to mess up your thyroid gland. So, folks... Karen, you do not have my blessings on taking Ozembek. Find an alternative doctor that can give you the natural semi-glutide. Of course, he's going to put you on a, a diet and other supplements that go along with it to improve your metabolism. Get into the habit of eating well and then exercising regularly. When you start noticing you put on a couple of extra pounds, that means you got to cut back on the food intake over the next couple days. See that as your bank account. Don't spend more than you're saving it's going to get you into trouble. In this particular case, don't eat more than your body really needs and eat the healthy stuff and stay away from the junk food. Folks, there's no better way to, to stay close with God than to realize that your gift that you have every morning when you wake up, that you are breathing, that your heart is, is, is pumping that blood throughout your body, that your kidneys are functioning properly, that your gastrointestinal system is moving all that toxic waste out of you, as well as digesting the foods and monitoring your health through the gut bacteria. These are the gifts that were given to us. And I can go on and on and on with 100 trillion different cells and the reactions that take place, all controlled by the Creator. I mean, th this, is, this is the real miracle, and we should be grateful for it, but we should also take care of it through our own volition, our own will lined up with that of God's. Doing that, I guarantee you, you'll be happier, you'll develop better quality skills in maintaining your health, you'll change your life, your outlook will be that much better. This is the whole objective of the podcast. So I want to thank you very much 
for joining us and watching our show today. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a good review and visit our website and social media accounts to connect with us more. If you happen to have any questions about your health regarding this episode, my email will be in the description below and I'll be happy to answer any of your questions. And if you would like to see any of the sources of research in this episode, it will be available to you in the show notes in the description. Until next time, I'm Dr. Sal. Have a great day and God bless.